All right, well, we're back to our coaching episodes. Um, you know, I guess uh, a lot of people felt pretty strongly about that. Uh, it was, it's good to get a little feedback and basically trigger people into it, you know, by doing something that makes everybody want to speak up because otherwise things got a little silent for us as far as how we're doing, you know. Uh, speaking of that, if you're, you know, feeling feeling good, go get leave us a review uh, or something on that Spotify or whatever. Um, Apple, you know, any podcast directory I think has a way of leaving ratings and reviews, but we really appreciated when we basically said, yeah, we're not going to do coaching episodes anymore. We're just going to publish them on the member site. And it was the most feedback I've ever gotten in the history of Surf Continuum. People, members and non-members were like, no, don't do it, please. (laughs) So definitely consulted with a few people and thought about it at first it seemed like the absolute right thing to do because if everybody felt that strongly about it it seemed like the good thing to be putting for members only and you know enticing people to be members um but after more consideration and talking with people that we really trust we decided after all we're gonna go back <laughs> to the original um alternating i guess between coaching episodes and guest episodes and just mixing it all in but basically giving people right here on the public platform a taste of how we think what we feel about surfing our philosophies our thoughts our tips our opinions and all that little good stuff yeah it's a really good insight to what what you get you know the kind of detailed breakdowns you get when you book a session with us one-on-one is like you get the things that we've been honing in on teaching styles and our own our own little awakenings to to our own surfing just it's it's ever developing and it's good to put it out there i think it's good for everybody to hear it you know whether they're total beginners or intermediates and and you know even some of the upper level surfers that we work with um, you know, just br- sometimes bringing them back to back to basics, back to fundamentals is is actually the way to to progress your surfing. So stoked yeah. on all the feedback, peeps, and uh, we're definitely not too proud to just throw something out there, think it's a great idea, and then kind of circle back and realize that uh, we kind of had it we had it going on in the first place. <laughs> totally. And that being said, though, you know, what I think people can start picking up on, especially consistent listeners, is like we are trying to walk people down this path of, you know, our business, like not just listen to our podcast and stop there, but to become members, to maybe work with us sometime, to maybe go on a trip with us sometime, you know, and just create this customer journey for you to, because if you like KookCast and you like us, well, then you'd probably like working with us and so on and so forth. So the next logical step to us was becoming a member. So basically, we think we found another great way to uh, to bring you in uh, into the membership realm by using our member videos as and like what we record for our members and and evaluate and go into real depth on as extensions or or the beginnings the inspirations for our podcast episodes and that's what we're going to do today in this episode of you know three ways to become a better surfer it's based on this video we just evaluated of our friend john who's an outstanding longboarder surfing and ironically we don't talk at all about his surfing on the wave we're looking at how he set up the wave and things that he did around the good stuff. And uh, and then at the end, we'll conclude for why that ultimately leads to being a better surfer. Um, you know, and, 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 and it's not to say that, you know, how you ride a wave doesn't have anything to do with how you're a surfer, but it all starts with 
catching the wave. So, you know, launching into that, you know, the first way that we think that you can be a better surfer, one of many, but uh, and this episode will be three, the three that we did in this member video uh, of our friend John, is reacting to waves sooner. Okay, one thing I, I see so much in my private sessions with students, and, and it becomes obvious when I watch a good surfer like John catching a wave, when he sees the wave that he ultimately ends up riding and catching, he's like ears up, poked up, so starting to set the wave up before he's even fully down the back of the wave that was in front of that wave, that was prior to that wave. It was so early, it was such a, a quick response. And I always think that it's something that you do before you actually really know for sure if the wave is gonna be good or not. Yeah, there's so much going on. Like we're constantly, well, the, the main thing is like, we're just always looking out towards the horizon and there's just like, there's so much information to be gathered, just looking out the back and, and seeing a set approaching way further out than, than normal surfers would actually detect anything. Um, that's not really the case in, in the video with John, but that's just something that I know that, you know, upper level surfers and the surfers who are, seem like they're always in position for good waves is that they're just constantly scanning you know, half the time, you know, a lot of the time in our private sessions, I, I get it, our students kind of focusing on us and listening to us. And we're like talking and we're like, oh, here comes a set, you know, and, and they're not even, it's not even on the radar yet. So right. it's just so, it's so important to really get like transfixed with just surveying the, the lineup even well outside the breakers and just being one of those surfers who kind of starts making moves sooner sooner than the rest you know um and and how often that's gonna correlate to you you know being in a better position to pick up more waves yeah i i've in the past called it being a little anxious and i don't that's not the perfect word to describe it but in a way, I just like it because I feel like I have to exaggerate the description of what you need to be because everyone seems lazy about how they read waves. You know, they're like, there's a, a clearly better or different wave than the rest starting to approach the lineup. And I always feel this like anxiousness in my heart for my student to start moving. Like I see them sitting there, maybe seeing the wave, maybe not, but not doing anything about it. And it just makes me agitated. Like, I'm like, come on, we gotta do something. We gotta paddle out to it. We gotta paddle deeper. We gotta be the first to move. We gotta get going. You know, and it, this is all to say, not to say that you're gonna actually end up getting the wave. Maybe somebody else is gonna be positioned better. Maybe ultimately it's not a good wave. But the reaction point number one for how to be a better surfer is react sooner to the sight of waves. And, and a good point you brought was that look further and see waves sooner, you know, don't react sooner to waves that are just right here, but react sooner by seeing waves on the horizon. Waves that are coming into the lineup that you really don't know if they're gonna be good, but you start moving and taking action in case they are. Yeah, and you'll see in the, in the video, like again, we keep referencing John, he's like, he's a really top level surfer, and even he, you see him again, like spring into action, mm -hmm. and He's a super high level surfer. So if you're a beginner, then you really need to get on the jump. You know, it's going to take you longer to do all these 
basic fundamentals. So you really need to, again, you only have this very short period of time to see a wave and set it up and to get into good position to take off and, and, and have that first part of your wave go well. So it needs, there needs to be some urgency. When, mm -hmm. when, I'm, when I'm teaching a lot of the time, one of the best things that I try to get my students to be is like, like, you know, we need to be whatever, 10 feet apart or six feet apart. But basically when I move, you move. Like mm -hmm. the, I, I, need, I want you to start getting into my head as to how I move around the lineup. And it's, it's there's something always to do. There's, a, you know, we're never just sitting there waiting for a wave to come to us. We're moving and we're shaking. Right, right. And so good segue into why do you need to react sooner? And just like you said, like if, if a top level surfer is springing into action, then even more so to the beginners and intermediate surfers, because second point is the proficiency of your fundamentals in the setup. And, and something that I really like we see in the video is John, after he executes his, his sitting turn and his setup to start paddling for the wave, there's a moment where he, he kind of just chills. He like, he's, lay, he's pointing in the direction he wants to be pointed. He's done a sitting turn so well that as he's coming to paddling position, he's begun his momentum without even taking his first stroke yet. You know, what we call the corking transition. And he pauses for a second and he's fully turned around looking at the wave, you know, cause it's, we always talk about how hard it is to paddle and look at the wave, but because he's so ahead of the game, he has that time to not paddle at all, to just kind of twist and look at the wave and like reassess and make sure what he first saw is still true or has developed accordingly, you know? And then he begins paddling and that initial jump, that, that first point of how to be a good surfer, getting on it, the jump soon, allows you to slow down later, you know, and be calm later. And that's a really important time to be calm when the wave is coming when the wave is lifting you, when the takeoff is happening, because that's when everybody starts getting tense and jittery and like anxious. And it's very hard to go from that to suddenly a smooth and graceful, elegant stand up takeoff, you know? So you got to like flow into it that way, you know, and, and do the anxious part early. Like, oh, here's a wave, quick, move. And then be like, all right, what's this thing doing? It still looks good. Yeah, I'm going to keep going and, and be able to actually pull the throttle back after you know, after that, that beginning setup. Absolutely. Like it, it's, that's, that's how you can be present and that's how you can really like understand and see what's going on when you're all anxious and everything is kind of like a haze, you know, you're, it, it all happens so quick and that's what they, you know, that's what we always say. Oh God, it just happened so quick. I can't even remember like anything of that setup, the riding of the wave, any of that stuff. But that's how you do it. You, you do your homework. You get as much stuff done early as possible so you can chill. But then also like straight up, you, get, you do your homework. You go and you do what we talk about. And so many of our videos are just drills, you know. Go out, drill your fundamentals so they're so proficient that you can get them done with time to spare. Right, right. I think a point we made... Um back in that recording for the video was just how the fundamentals need to be the fluent part, the automatic part. And they really are, you, you brought up your whole fly ball analogy, which I love, you know, like a baseball player tracking a fly ball. And what the baseball player does 
you know, the steps they take, the speed they run, where they position themselves to get under that ball and catch it, that's all very simple stuff. You know, it's really, really basic. It's in, in fact, it's just human basic stuff. It's not even like baseball player fundamentals. It's just walking or walking quickly to, to a position to catch the ball. What isn't uh, natural and what is the variable is the ball or the wave. And that's where you need to have all of your focus. But you can't have all of your focus on that if you're thinking about, okay, sitting turn, back to my tail position, this hand's holding the rail, this hand's swiping, I'm swimming around, I'm swimming around, okay, lay it down. No, that's too far forward, no, that's too far back. Here I am, the wave's there, you're, you're, you're nose diving already, or your, your nose is in the air and you're missing the wave. That has to be such a fluent, expression of your body and skill and your board and and um, you, you as a surfer that all of your focus your whole eye attention always is on the wave locked on the shape it's taking the pace it's approaching you at and all these other things like crowd and the variables basically in general right all the all the fundamentals are autopilot and then whatever's the variable is what you're attention is actually on them that moving target that moving wave the moving ball when you're driving all the other things are you know the the throttle and the brake and all and and the actual steering all that stuff's the autopilot and then the variable you have to keep your eye on which is right. all the other cars people and bikes and and all this all the shit going on so it's it's got to get to that point again back to the drills like I don't know how else you're gonna get get to that point without drilling these things down, you know, a thousand times, ten thousand times to where you really don't think about it, and you start thinking about, you know, things that are further down the line, the way that waves are approaching, and and all that kind of stuff, and the whole crowd dynamic and and everything. Right. Um, okay. So last of all, are three ways to improve yourself as a surfer. Of the, the, you know, just for these three, we got a million ways you can improve. We're 200 episodes plus in now, so. <laughs> yeah. But one that you talk about often, or at least often enough, but I rarely discuss, and, I, and you see it so clearly in this video, is the micro-adjusting that John's doing in his paddling form as the wave's lifting him. You know, there's nothing in surfing, I feel, I, that I can think of right now, at least, that is so statue and stationary. You're always very subtly shifting your weight, or at least a really great surfer is, you know? Like look at a, a nose rider, a great longboarder on the nose. Their weight is constantly adjusting and shifting in the shoulders and hips and everything's moving to keep a perfect balance. Um, you know, a, a, someone in the tube is doing the same thing, constantly shifting, adjusting. If you just get into a tube stance and pull into a tube, chances are you're gonna get flipped back. You're gonna get sucked up the face. Something's gonna happen. You have to constantly adjust. And it goes as far as the basics of paddling. Being able to lift your form and lower your form. This is not speaking to your head. Your head's always up, but chest and, and changing where your weight is placed in a very micro manner. Your belly's not moving. 
your, your position is still locked to the board through your core in perfect position, but you have this micro adjuster ability when you drop your chest or when you elevate it. And you see John do that pretty clearly, you know, as he begins the paddle for the wave, he drops his chest and gets his nose down, low trim, low entry, you know, and then the wave starts lifting him and he kind of backs off and elevates his chest again. And then as he gets pulled up the face, he drops again and like recommits, but there's just so much micro adjusting happening in such a small amount of time and it's really good to see that you don't just turn and burn you know that's an expression we use and it's kind of a misnomer it's gonna mislead you like you don't just turn and paddle your brains out there's a lot of little considerations that if you make now will eventually become um, uh, natural to you you won't have to think about them yeah and and the video is perfect because it's 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 so subtle you know his his rising and dropping of the of the chest and what we see a lot in our local lineups is it's it's too rapid and it's there's there's too much change in in trim mm -hmm. you know this is what i call it is just like adjusting on the fly and and start practicing it not in the wave setup but just like every time you lay down on the board chances are you don't nail it just perfect and you have to you have to adjust for it with the way that you're holding your, your body on the board. Usually you do have the time, if you just lay down on your board and you're paddling out to a set, then, then you have time to like adjust back and then get back to paddling. When you're setting up a wave, you usually don't have that time. So sometimes if you set yourself up, go down into paddling position and you're slightly off, you can get away with micro adjusting or adjusting on the fly and maintaining the pace that you're gonna need to in order to catch this wave. But it's, it, it can be practiced in all these other times too. That's, that's where beginners and, and lower level surfers are gonna start to learn how to do this micro adjustment, adjustment on the fly with your paddling position is doing it in all these other, all these other areas, you know? And then again, it'll just naturally flow into the most important time to, to be adjusting on the fly, which is when you're getting drawn up the face of a wave um, and knowing when when it's time to get some, some forward trim and when it's time to pull back um, and how, how delicate that little situation is. Mm. Yeah, I wanna make a, a, like a clarify something too. I feel like the micro adjustment isn't like adjust for poor position on your board. If you're poorly positioned, dropping your chest or really raising if you're too far forward really isn't gonna work. Maybe if you're ever so slightly out of position, you can kind of salvage it with a little change in your form. But really, the power of this micro adjustment um, comes from when you're perfectly positioned. And because think about it, you know, perfect position on your surfboard means you're on that perfect teeter-totter point of forward and back, you know? And, and just dropping your chest a little bit puts your weight more like forward of that tipping point and just elevating your chest more puts you back of that tipping point. Right. So if you're an inch, no, a centimeter behind that tipping point, dropping your chest isn't gonna bring you forward of it you know, and vice versa. If you're just forward of that tripping po tipping point by even just a little bit, you raise your chest all you want, arch up like a cobra, you're still not gonna level your board out properly. So perfect position on the board is the most important thing you can do in your paddling technique. 
but then the power of being able to micro adjust when you're there gives you an even finer, you know, more um, masterful control of the trim of your board. Yep, good, good clarification there. I definitely kind of skirted around that that zone of oh, you can get away with being slightly out of position, but it's really not. It, that's that's not what we're trying to pass on to you guys. You guys really need to get to the point where on any given board. Every time you lay down onto that board, you pretty much go into the perfect position. And if you don't, you, your adjustment is so rapid and so quick. And it would only need to be that tiny bit of stopping paddling for a second, like resetting yourself on the board, not even stopping, putting your hands on the board and sliding yourself around. That's like, you know, you don't, you don't usually have that time in between going over one wave and setting up the next, you just don't have that type of time. Right, right, yeah, if you if you lay down for a wave that's approaching, it's the next one, and you're not in perfect position, yeah, little to no time to actually fix it. The way I would do it is like, in between strokes, one hand lands on the deck of the board, and like, as I'm taking the stroke with the other hand, I'm lifting my belly and slipping the board. But this only works again if it's just the smallest bit you have to fix. You know, right. it's not gonna work if you're out of position. In those cases, I'll just sit up and just, okay, I did it wrong. You know, like yep. bail, bail, bail. It's another way to look like a bonus. How to look like, a, how to be a good surfer is don't go when things are wrong. When you recognize something's off, if you're too out of position, forward, back, whatever it may be, a little crooked on your board, don't continue. You know, and whenever I say this, I don't know why, but it just reminds me so much of when I was a kid and I was playing a song on the guitar and I kept making a mistake at this one part and just going past it, you know? And my dad was like, dude, stop, go back. Like, get that down. You yeah. keep making the same mistake. You know, don't just blow through it. Fix that. It'll feel so much better. And it was so, it's such a satisfaction to be like, okay, yeah, stop the flow of the song. Stop hearing the melody. Address that chord change that you kept stumbling on. And then when you do get to it back in the song again and you just fly right through it beautifully, it's like, ah, relief, you know? Like, do it right. And if you're not doing it right, fix it. Oh, that's such a good point. I know that's going to hit a few listeners right in the heart right there because they know they know their shit, their sitting turn is shit, but they won't address it. They just keep going on. They keep paddling out and bluff, you know, bogging the rail on their sitting turn and just keep going for waves instead of going out. It, it seriously will probably only take like one of these days where it's shitty onshore, super small, go out, practice your sitting turns for an hour and a half or an hour or whatever and do it a million times until it clicks and you get over this mental hurdle or this this um, technical hurdle of, of not being able to address it when you're in the heat of the battle but you will be able to address it if there's nothing else going on. There's no other surfers involved. Right. There's no waves involved. There's nothing. You know, you get to focus and work on things. Just like I think that's one of the greatest flaws in surfing and how it's taught is just it's it's not like any other sport that you you drill things, you know, and, and you isolate things. People don't really teach that way. So I, I kind of get it why mm -hmm. people just keep, 
going for years and years and years doing, you know, doing bad technique because even in a quick, you know, in a little surf lesson, they don't, they don't really teach you that way. Right, right. Yeah, you, you, you kind of, you slipped there, but it just made me laugh a little bit. Your shitting turn. That's what we call a bad <laughs> sitting turn. <laughs> totally. Uh, but anyway, so in conclusion, you guys should be able to conclude this for us. But, and we've said it before, but once again, you know, for the thousandth time, being a good surfer is not all about how you ride waves, you know? Don't let that flashy, glamorous part catch your eye because how do you get waves in the first place to practice on? Catch them well. Don't let them slip under you when, when it's your turn. You know, in a crowded situation or a very lully, you know, swell, when there isn't a lot of surf or, or rides available, you can't blow the ones that do come your way. And right. it's this stuff that's holding you back from actually becoming the surfer you want to be on the wave. So we're not saying don't surf waves well. We're saying get the waves in the first place first, you know, so you have something to practice on. <laughs> that's how Absolutely. you're going to do it. Yeah, and again, it's, it's kind of uplifting because you can become a much better surfer with addressing these fundamental things, these fundamental flaws in your, in your game, you know, and then you'll see, again, you'll see what happens on the wave bump up a bunch of levels as soon as you start setting up waves better, seeing them earlier, handling your fundamentals better, and, and learning these little insider secrets of, you know, these adjustments, these little minor adjustments on the fly that really make, make or break a, a great wave setup or a great wave entry. Um, and I hope, I hope you guys got some good stuff out of this. Oh yeah, I know they did. Great rap, coach. Oh yeah, coach. Talk soon. Yee. Yee.